three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present, of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only. Asher Chua. How are you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Doing great outside, man. You know, back in my house. Mm, it looks nice. Fresh air. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Awesome. So uh, I started using this. I started with this question um, just to kick things off. Who do you say you are? Who do I say I am? Yes, just answer uh, that however, however yeah, you feel. I got you. Um, I'm a man, first of all. I see <laughs> and, that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, sir. I'm a, I'm a man, first of all, uh, and uh, I guess I have many different adjectives that go along with that. But first and foremost, I'm I'm a man. You know, simple and plain. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to add some adjectives into that, then it would be father. Um, husband, um, provider, priest, follower, leader, mm. yeah, worker, gotcha. <laughs> student, entrepreneur, <laughs> a teacher, you know, a lot, mm. a lot of things, but, but yeah, first and foremost, just to keep it simple. I'm a man, yo, I'm a gotcha. man. And, uh, oh, I guess I didn't really introduce you. So my uh, that's all good. Introduce yourself with your, your name and, and all like your background. All right. Um, my name is, uh, Eddie Butler, um, affectionately known as EL. Um, to the brothers on the line, uh, shout out to the prayer line and, uh, yeah. um, my background. Oh man. Uh, if you're looking for my work history, I've been working since I was 10 years old. My first job was in a junkyard with my dad. Mm. Um, he was a heavy equipment operator and, um, uh, engineer, um, where he tore down and rebuilt heavy equipment, operated it, um, so I've been working since I was probably about 10 years old with him in the junkyard, officially working, getting a paycheck uh, nice. since I was 10 years old. Um, I've, I've worked for uh, UPS uh, for over 20 years. Um, I have uh, two degrees in the process of um, receiving another one, uh, one in general ed, one in um, kinesiology and uh, a master's, about to have a master's in sports psychology. Mm-hmm. I'm also academic success coach on the campus of UNCG, uh, which is at, in Greensboro University, North Carolina in Greensboro. I, I have a company called Gooley, uh LLC. Uh, we, we do inspirational t-shirts and we also um, look to do uh, mental skills coaching. Um, and also we do, uh, we dabble in the fitness as well. Gotcha. Um, I is, that, is that your, your brand you got on there? Yeah, that's, that's the Gooley brand. I see it. Yeah. I see it. That's the Gooley brand. That's what's um, up. Yep. Um, we recently started, when I say we, I mean me and my wife, we recently started a nonprofit um, called Mayhem, uh, Making mm-hmm. Action Happen Abroad for Minorities, where we take um, underserved minorities, underserved youth and minorities uh, to experience um, living abroad or studying abroad, introduce them to studying abroad, mm-hmm. um, uh, mainly in Europe right now, because those are the connections that we have. And so right. we, use, we use Europe as a, as a base, uh, in particular Spain. Is one of our main places that we go uh, every year, and um, 
And so, yeah, we, we look to inspire in all areas, man, not, you know, in, um, in um, mental skills coaching as well as academic coaching and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's, that's, that's some of the stuff that I do. Gotcha. I'm glad you got the radio voice on for me. I'm like, man, I feel special. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know to, uh, I know I, I learned about your um, nonprofit that you mentioned and the fact that you're reaching out to un- underserved kids and minorities to expose them to, of all things, like going abroad. Why, um, why is it that you chose Spain? Um, Spain was a, a easy choice for us first because my wife already had connections in Spain. Um, she studied abroad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so my wife, um, we were in college together back in the 90s. And um, when she left college, when she graduated, uh, she took a year off to study abroad to figure out what she wanted to do because, you know, she was in one, she had went down one vein mm-hmm. of learning and then was having, um, you know, changes of, of heart on what she should do with the information that she had mm-hmm. with all those years of study that she had been uh, doing. Cause she, you know, um, and so, yeah, I don't want to get it on her, but, and so um, she went to uh, Spain because of her second love besides uh, biology was um, languages. And she had been studying Spanish, I want to say, since elementary school. Gotcha. And so she kept her studies up in college and then she went abroad to Spain uh, because mm-hmm. she found out about a program. Somebody came on her campus and told her about a study abroad program and she had never known about that. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's not really a big thing amongst um, African-Americans um, or minorities to, to study abroad. Right. Um, information is not really available for us. Like they'll introduce to us like that. So, but she did it, man. She fell in love. And that's really one of her bigger passions it became her major passion um, to be in cultures and, and to learn about cultures and to learn about languages. Right. Right. And so Spain is her connection. That's what she went and she lived for a little while. And she had, she made great friends and um, she made lifelong friends. And so when we, when we decided to, you know, her, when she wanted to do her dream, and um, trying to figure out where to go first, um, the first thing she did was reach back to Spain uh, mm-hmm. because they had always kept connections over the years. Right. And so that was that made it easier for us to get in um, awesome. to that particular area. And how long have you guys been able to to uh, um, how how long has the nonprofit been? It's up only and going? been only been up for three years. Okay. It's only been up for three years. It's very it's very recent. Um, we gotcha. we did an initial trip to go over and make connections um, and meet with them um, and, and set everything up and um, and tour the area to make sure that, you know, it will be something that we could, you know, trying to figure out how to map out stuff for, for the youth that would go over, what would interest them, mm-hmm. um, what, you know, how, you know, how would they, what they would appreciate, you know, so we had boots on the ground for a little while, uh, for mm-hmm. about 10 days, and then we came back and then we, we started fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, started selecting kids the very next year and we were able to take a group of kids over the very next year um, um, over and um, it's just you know the rest is history from there. So we're gearing up right now for mm-hmm. another trip. You know we're gearing up right now for another trip. So oh nice. When's the next trip? It's in March. Okay. March. March. Yeah, the trips. The trips to Spain. Are, yep, yep. The trips are always uh, the trips to Spain are always in March because it it falls around. We take we take them over doing a um a festival called La Falla and Mesleta mm-hmm. and um for them to really you know, trying to suck in the, 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 the culture, you know, as much as possible. Um, because these are events that are specific only to that area of Spain and why they do it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's evolved around their politics, it's evolved around, you know, their way of life and it's evolved around their family structures and all this stuff, man. So 
okay. uh, being able for them being able to engage in that and learn about that and see how they celebrate it right. um, is is uh, is very important for the trip mm. and for their understanding of of that culture. Gotcha. So I guess one of the main things is getting them like you want to get the kids out of their environment and also like place them in another environment and kind of teach them an appreciation for like people that are different from the from themselves. Absolutely. And 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 um, the other thing is actually to thought to start a thought process. That's that's the biggest thing. The exposure start, thoughts, starts a thought process. You know, once the mind's expanded, it can never go back. Mm-hmm, and true. so um, the first trip we took, the um, youth that went with us, they had never been on a plane before. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, I know and that some, yeah. And so they had never been on a plane before. And their first trip um, out of the country, well, their first major trip was with us out of the country. They had, they had went to, you know, uh, maybe um, a state or two away, you mm-hmm. know, with the family for family reunions and stuff like that, but never anything right. as major as this. So their first trip out of the country, their first, you know, they, they didn't have passports. They didn't have any of those things. And so, um, our program, not just, doesn't just take them on a, you know, take them on this journey to, to Spain, but we take them on a journey to, um, life exploration mm-hmm. where, you know, they, uh, they have to go through the process of, um, not just getting, getting a passport. You have to go through the process of, um, Learning how to pack light. Um, we, you know, teach them how to uh, appreciate different cultures, um, what mm-hmm. to expect. Now, have an open mind, um, um, social and um, personal social responsibility um, comes out of that out of the program. Also, also uh, leadership. Okay, that's that's awesome. I guess the. Um, I'm sorry if, if I get distracted because it's like I'm I'm listening to you just like. I'm just treating this as a conversation, not so much like oh, you're formal. good. It's not so much formal. So I'm I'm just trying to process what you said because like the big thing there is like you said you have to you want them to have the exposure to really stretch their mind and really expand on like the way they think and they see things because what I've come to find is that like me myself personally I'm not like born and raised in America, but like immigrating to the States and like learning the culture and things like that. It's, it's different because you have to learn how other people like knowing something about other people is very important because it, it gives you an, an appreciation for who they are and kind of a, a respect for somebody outside yourself. So I think that that's very valuable that you're doing that. And um, I guess you could say going like, is did I already ask you this? Like, is there a reason why you're like, quote unquote, going out of your way to help un, um, underserved youth to kind of give them the exposure that you've been fortunate to have? Uh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, what what really pushed spurred it on was my, is my wife. Mm. Um, she's not from the area. And so okay. when she came down to the area after we got married. Um, she was just, she would ask the kids questions like, okay, what's your plans for the future? Mm-hmm. And, um, the kids would be like, well, you know, I just want to, you know, I can't wait to graduate from high school to get my own apartment. Mm-hmm. And that was like their, their final goal was to graduate high school and get their own apartment or, or not even graduate high school, but just to get their own apartment and get on their own. Right. You know? And she was like, that's all you want to do. I mean, you know, you have no aspiration for anything bigger than, you know, and it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, 
it was shocking for her mm-hmm. to have, you know, to 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 hear, hear the kids say that because she's someone who's always traveled. She's always been exposed. And, you know, she's from New York, so she's always had gotcha. other cultures and, right, right. and always been exposed to different things. Um, and, right. you know, it's like everybody in that area, you know, where she's from and yeah. everybody she grew up with, you know, they're all motivated to do other things to move on because they, they um they get their, their immigrant families. Right. And so immigrant families, you know how that is. Immigrant families, yeah. you got you got you got the push. You can't come to America and just hang out. Apartment right. ain't what it's about. You know, what I mean? yeah. you, you got to get some degrees. You got to yeah. get a career. You got to you know. So her family had always pushed her along and pushed her along. Gotcha. Um, okay. Okay. Which was even inspiring for me um, because I had always wanted to do certain things, um, mm. but never had an example. Like I, I knew how to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I've been working since I was ten. So going out and get getting a job that's that's easy. I, mm. I can get two, three jobs. You know what I mean? So right, right. And I've worked various jobs, and and I've always been able to make money like that. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, traveling, yeah, that was cool. I mean, I traveled around the states. But I had a but everywhere I traveled was just like where I came from. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I was going from one hood to another hood. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? From one, from one, um, for lack of a better word, from one ghetto to another ghetto. Gotcha. From one project to another project. You know what I'm saying? Different states. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the world was a bunch of projects. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so when she was like, yo, you want to go out the country? I was like, for what? I just go <laughs> over there to see another project. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm going right, it, right. It, all hoods are the same. Right. You know? All hoods are the same. So um, even for me, man, I didn't get a passport till I got married, mm. you know, and I, and I had been exposed to different cultures, you know, and, yeah. but all of them was in the hood culture, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? So the exposure that I got when I got my passport, I was like, Oh, I thought I was alive at first, mm. but now I got a ticket to the world. You know what I'm saying? So once, once that happened, man, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was on and popping and, nice. um, and yeah, but she, 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 um, it, it's really her, her brainchild and her inspiration to do that. Mm-hmm. And to bring these youth, man, into something different, to change their mindset, um, to ha- let them see a, a whole bigger, uh, a bigger picture, man, of how big the world is. You got to understand, my my wife has traveled from Spain to Africa, to the islands. You know, it, that's what she do. You know, what I'm saying yeah. that's that's what she did as a child. And and when she was when she was studying abroad, she just didn't study in Spain. She stayed in Spain, but then she took trips all over the world. You know, from that point, because once you get, mm-hmm. you know, once you get to Europe. Um, it's easy to travel. It's easy to travel around Europe than it is to travel around the states. Right, right. Because um, they're get, they're just tight, tight knit in there. You go that, from France to, I mean, Spain to France to England, Germany, Austria, Italy, all that, and cheaper. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can. It's cheaper to fly. You know, to move around Europe the way it's connected um, than it is to move around the states. And so when she was over there, she went. She went everywhere, man. And um, gotcha. And her, she just kept expand, expanding her mind. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so that's that's what she wants to do with the kids. kids. And that's what we try and do with our own children and also the, the children that come through our program. We just want to expand their minds. So it's more than just them going to Spain and, and, and eating some food and hanging out. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm serious. It's like, I, yeah. want you, I, we, you know, I want them to hear the conversations that are taking place mm. around them. You know what I'm saying? Because there's other people there yeah. who are, are listening to all the languages or the, all the accents that you hear when you come there. Because when we go there, Right. There are people from all over the world that converge on the city of Valencia. Uh, mm-hmm. This time of year, I'm talking about tens of thousands of people that come together just for this celebration. Right. And you, who who from Spain and live abroad now come back home to Spain and they bring, they, they, they foreign, they, there are other accents with them and the other languages with them. You know, we met mm-hmm. a couple from um, London um, when you met a couple from London and we saw them the whole weekend we was there. Just kept running into these people, you know. Um, but they say they come every year, you know what I'm saying? So, and then we met some people on campus 
where we right. stayed because we stayed at a campus. Mm-hmm. And there was some um, some other kids that looked like them, you know, some mm-hmm. other brown skinned kids that was on campus that was um that was um staying up studying abroad. Yeah. And the conversation that we had with them because we were going one place on a bus was all on a bus together. And mm-hmm. these two young girls was going, but they had book bags and they had they had suitcases. It was like, where y'all going? Cause we just going to the mall. Yeah. I was like, no, we going. They they said they were going to the to catch the train to Valencia from where we were to hop on a plane for the weekend to go to go to Amsterdam, and they're gonna come mm-hmm. back as a weekend trip for them. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, you know. And I told the girl was with us. I was like, yo, I'm the kids. I said, y'all hear what she said? They finna hop on a train, a plane to go to Amsterdam for the weekend, and then come back. They're going to a whole other country, right? While they over here, you know what I'm saying? And she was like, oh yeah, we just, you know, that's, it, it was a little expensive. It was like a hundred and um. 160 euros mm. and i was like whoa that's 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 cheaper than it cost me to fly from carolina to new york right <laughs> i can get to new york for that kind of price ash right right and so i, I was you know I, my mind was um my mind my mind was expanded every time i go over my mind's expanded because i listen to conversations and i ask questions and i just watch people mm. and you know there's there's a social aspect of of, of observation man that, that cannot be uh, uh underestimated Right. And each time I go over, I, I learn something new just by watching people and watching how they act. You know what I'm saying? Watching, you know, sometimes I can't understand the language, but I can understand the body language. Gotcha. You know? Right, right. And so um, having having the kids do that and then coaching them on being observant, you know, mm-hmm. coaching them, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, just watch, just look at everything around, just watch stuff that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Ask a question. You right. Know, just, you know, kind of kind of just nudging them along to to um to to expand their minds in more ways than that that in each way that they can when they go over mm-hmm. gotcha. is um is very key and so yeah but it was my wife's brainchild and you know brown brown people people that look like us are mm-hmm. you know is I mean we we don't we don't discriminate against anybody again it's, it's right. underserved youth and minorities right right so anybody in an underserved community. Uh, is actually eligible to go. Gotcha. So I mean, how so, how do you find the the youth? Um, we just promote ourselves, man, and um, put it out there. We, you know, people say, "Oh, we we promote our program." Let it know, let let it be known. Mm-hmm. We have a website. Um, right now, we've been just promoting in our own, you know, small um, sphere of influence in, in our own little um, um, social area, gotcha. um, which has paid off, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and the challenge to promoting it outside of, of our um, re- immediate area is um, transportation. Okay. And so, because we leave from where we're at yeah. and go abroad, and so it'd be a challenge to bring other kids in from other states okay. and try and coordinate that to, you know, meet them. Because you know, a lot of times it's, it's their first time on a plane. It's their first time going anywhere. Right. And, to, um, and then they're, they're underserved, so the, the money ain't there right. um, for them. So we raise all the money. Um, okay. You know, they, they bring in, they have to get $200 up. That's it for the whole trip. Mm. Everything else is taken care of by donors. Right. Or you know, by out, out of our pockets or whatever. However, we got to do it. Right. Um, but we we um, they have they're, they're responsible for their own passport. Mm-hmm. And they're responsible for two hundred dollars, and then that you know from there we we handle the rest. That's you great. Know, we call the rest. So um, but yeah, but that yeah, the challenge of outside of our outside of our sphere is just trying to get trying to bring the kids to where we are and then right. fly out from there. So it's right. just a right. matter of logistics and funding for the logistics to bring the kids yeah. in and stuff like that. It's you know. Right. So, but man, you said, I mean, you said you're three years in and you guys have been able to make two or three trips so far for each year. Yeah. Well, we've made, we've made one trip a year um, okay. so far and we're gearing up for another trip. So this is, this will be our third trip coming up. Okay. 
Um, we've already got a partnership. We've already got schools reaching out to us to do another partnership with them, which will, which will happen in different times of the year. Okay. So already for 2021, we are looking at two trips off for 2021. Nice. Um, one in March again, of, of course, always to Spain. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take another group of kids to um, Italy. We had a school in Italy reach out to us. Right. And um, they want to they wanna partner with us, a school in um, Florence, Italy. Gotcha. And so we're looking to go to Florence, Italy in June because it's a big festival. You know, again, we try, we try and choose places, places where we can go. Mm-hmm. And the time that we go is um, based around what a major festival for them because you, you kind of get a, a look at what the inside of their culture, um, mm-hmm. you know, like why they why they, they, they celebrate this thing and why they're celebrating this festival. Why is that only in this part of the world? What's the significance of it? And right. then, you know... And then what we learned is that like it's a whole family thing for them. So we you know, just right. learning learning a different family dynamics um, and uh, different languages amongst the, the people amongst themselves mm. um, is is extraordinary. Gotcha. I guess um, one follow up question I would have with that is: Have you, as you're trying to help the underserved youth that don't have the exposure, like there, somebody's thinking? I, I just want to get out, like graduate and get an apartment because that, that's all I know. That's all I've seen around me. Um, how, how have you been able to help get kids into the program or how have you been able to um, explain it to them that, hey, this is what I would like to do for you? Like your wife was able to tell you like, hey, let's go travel abroad while you're thinking, oh, like, why am I going to go travel to go see another ghetto? And it's like, no, like the world isn't just ghettos. It's like there's there's more out there. Uh, that's a very good question, um, and and in actuality, I've had I've had we've had kids turn us down. Um, mm-hmm. We just had a young man. <laughs> we just had a young man who actually had a uh, uh, um, um, I, I got a friend who who wanted to sign up his nephew, mm-hmm. and it's a lottery pick. We don't just take because we know you, but it's a lottery pick. We have an interview process. It's you know it's just like okay, you can go. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a lottery. It's a, it's a, it's an interview process. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we talk with guidance counselors. We talk because we can't have certain, you know, behavior problems right. when we go abroad. It's just too, too, much, too many, too many um, dynamics to have to deal with right, um, right. And, 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 and prevent if we have behavior problems. So we can't take behavior problems children over gotcha. at this time. Um, but we are planning some stuff locally to try and target those individuals, too. Mm-hmm. And okay. so right now, the individuals that we take over, um, they they have they want to do stuff. They're just yeah. not able to. Okay, it's different okay. from me. I didn't. I never wanted to. I never wanted to really go. You know what I mean? I had no desire to go to Europe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, right. you know, we wanted to go to Jamaica when we was kids because you know it was Bob Marley and Peter Tosh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was right. the film of Europe. I was like, oh, I want to go there for. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Doesn't really go over there, uh, 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 but but um, the children that we take over right now, they have they have somewhat of an idea, you know, of something beyond them, but they just don't see it. Mm-hmm. For example, we had one young lady. We asked her. Uh, my wife is good at this. She'll say, "Okay, spin the globe," and she and spin it, and she'll say, "Now, now, tell me what you do. Now, put your finger on a place you want to go." And this one girl was like, "I want to go to I want to go to Paris. Mm-hmm. I really want to go to France." My wife said, "So why don't you?" And she was like, ah, because it's never going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm just never going to be able to go. And we was like, why not? And she was like, I don't know, but I just won't be able to go, you know. And she gave all, she gave a few reasons why she wouldn't be able to go. 
mm-hmm. you know. And again, she comes from a community where, you know, a family where her, her mother's very protective of her, which is, 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 is normal. Right. You know, right. her mama don't want to go in too far out. You know, that's her baby. And she's like, I don't know. You know, it's dangerous yeah. out here in this world. Again, right. we from the hood. We from right. the, you know what I'm saying? Because all you know is like it's. <laughs> yeah, we ain't trusting that out violent. there. Right. All right. We ain't trusting that out there. So you got to keep them close. Right. And so, um, <clears throat> so because I knew and we really wanted her to go. So we went through the interview process and she was a great candidate for the interview. She's very, she's mm-hmm. very, um, um, active in her school. You know, she get, she, she's, um, she is uh, uh, very, very, uh, uh, very active in her community, you know, mm-hmm. um, and but, you know, she just she just had some limitations on her that she couldn't get past. Right. And so we took her. We, we, I was able to talk to her mother. And the only reason she was able to go was because me and her mom grew up together. I grew up with her whole family. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I knew them. And she, again, she made it a good right. candidate. And everybody, the, the board passed her. So it's not just me passing her. Right. We have a board. We have a board of um, executives. They have to they have to look over stuff. And they okay. make their final decision. So and it's, I was hoping, it's the board for for your nonprofit, right? The board for my nonprofit, they do that. Gotcha. Okay. And so I'm not I'm not on the board nice. or any of that. You know what I'm saying? I just handle some other logistics stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, they make the decision, the final decision, and she was right. a great candidate. And so they chose her to go, and I was uh, very happy. And I, you know, passed word on to her mom. Her mom was extremely nervous. I mean, extremely nervous. Yeah. about her going with us, but she trusted me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She trusted me. So, and she told us. She said she told the boys the only reason my daughter going is because. I know Eddie. That's yeah. it. The rest, of the, I don't, you know, Eddie right. going, yeah. if Eddie going, then she can go. If I wasn't right. going, she wouldn't be able to go. Right, right. So, of course, I had to go. I go anyway for security purposes. Um, yeah. I had also all those logistics on that side, too, for them. And when when she when she, when she she got there, you know, her the, the trip just, just expanded her mind in such a way. Um, and she was very cool. She's very calm. She wasn't overexcited, but she was very observant. You know what I'm saying? Very, very intelligent lady. She's very observant. And she was listening to conversation. She was doing all the things that I would want somebody who goes to do. Right. And she got out of it all the stuff that I would want somebody to get out of it to get. Mm. So so much so when she came back home, um, her mom texts and says, okay, you brought back a different child. This is not my daughter. (laughs) 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 And we've been laughing ever since then. Um, and and because her daughter's mind's expanded, her she told her mom, "Mom, I'm studying abroad. I'm going mm-hmm. back abroad to study. And if you want to keep up with me, you got to get yeah. your passport and come with me." Right. And her mom had never been on a flight before either. Mm. And so since she's came back, her mom is taking two flights. Nice. But not abroad, but just local. But she's been right, on, she right. got on the plane, you know, and taking you know a couple of flights out right. uh, to other states. And um and her when her family was talking about doing a cruise now, you know, just again just expansion of the mind and and right. Going beyond pop, your, your your limited what you think is your your limited possibilities, mm-hmm. you know. And now you know her mind is that the world is unlimited. Right. Like there's nothing holding her back now, mm. you know. And so that you know that's just one of the other things that um one of the stories of someone that children that came through our program, I uh, is able to do. That's amazing. You know? So that you know again to answer your question, um the kids who we take, mm-hmm. their mind isn't as limited as mine was. Right, but it hasn't fully expanded yet either. Okay, so they don't fully they they want to do some stuff, but they yeah. they don't they don't think they can. Right, but they can appreciate a little bit of it, but they don't they don't see how they're going to be able to pull this off. Mm-hmm. And so in our program, not only do we take them, but we also show them how they can do it on their own. Right, like there's grants and programs out there for minorities to study abroad. Mm-hmm. You know, specifically for minorities because it's such an untapped um, um, population of people. That study yeah. abroad, you know, there's actually money set aside that people don't realize 
for right, kids right. to go who are minorities to go and study abroad. Yeah. There's programs begging for you to come out there and study in, in their programs. And what's funny also with like the term minority, even if, if you're just looking at black black people or African-American, it's like mm -hmm. when you go abroad, especially if you go to any country within the continent of Africa, it's like you're not the minority. <laughs> and like when you go there, you're the majority. And it's like everybody looks like you and everybody's like, oh, man, welcome home. It almost reminds me of this time when um, in college, I was very, I was very frustrated with myself that I didn't do the study abroad, but I was kind of on a fast track to like get in, get out, get the degree, like set myself up to get a job to like make opportunities in the future to be able to travel like maybe once a year or like once in a blue moon to go out of the country or even travel within the States and not have to do like a long, like nine hour trip. But um, I remember since I couldn't study abroad, I was like, let me join a different um, group, like school group uh, organization within the campus because uh, I studied uh, civil engineering. And I was like, let mm -hmm. me do something that's more sociable. So then I went and I joined the uh, National Society of Black Engineers. I, like, oh, okay. NSBE. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I went there for like the first two meetings, but I couldn't keep up with it because I had to like lock down on, um, because I, I decided to do this my very last semester. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, Oh my God, it's like, I missed out. But at least hey, I, I got it. I got my foot in the door. And like, as soon as I walk in, everybody's like, wait, you go here. It's like, where, where you been? It's like, we right. lost one. Hey, come here. Come here. Right. Come here. Come here. Right. And it's right. like, man, like just being, being around people that look like you, it's like, it's very empowering. And just seeing people that are able to expand their mind, it's, it's a great thing because it's, and it's not even like, like you say, it's, it's important to get around different cultures because for me, mm -hmm. like being in the, in the black community or around other African-Americans, like literal definition and like, I guess the term you use in America now, it's like, it's a different culture for me because even though I, I grew up mostly in America, I didn't mm. like my parents aren't American and it's like, I'm not like, I'm a naturalized citizen, but like, you just, you just do things differently. Like I know Bob Marley because I heard somebody else play it. And like every now and then I might play, don't worry, be happy. But I don't think that's Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> See, there I even messed that up, but it's like, just kind of having a chance to like peek on the other side of the fence and be like, oh, okay, so that that's what's going on over there. And then um, I think uh, BK maybe mentioned this before, like understanding this, uh, how would you say code switching almost like mm. hearing the way that people talk and understanding why it is that they talk the certain way. And mm -hmm. when you actually give somebody the time of day to like not prejudge them, you're like, oh, okay. Like they may have said it in a broken sense, but like I got the point of what they said. Like, like that's, this is the way that somebody talks. And for me, the reason I can understand people is because I understand like articulation because that's how I had to learn the language. And anybody that's foreign, that's trying to speak English, I can usually pick up on what they're saying because I'm like, okay, they, they hit this word. Like if I, if I did a dissertation or something on it, I'm, I'm sure it would, it would click. But every time it's like you're around, um, your parents are foreign. Like most of the extended family is Cameroonian, Nigerian, mm -hmm. um, people from everywhere, like going to college or even in elementary school is being around people from like Pakistan, India, 
um, Israel, uh, like Arabian, like just, we just had this nice mix, like you're talking about in New York, where people have different accents, but when they're saying certain words, things just pop out. And I guess I said all that to say, it's really great what you're doing with that program and putting it around kids, because it's like the earlier you can get the information, the more it'll like the better it'll do for you. And then you can kind of spread it out to your friends, but not just getting caught up on the idea. Like the idea is great because then it, it allows you to think, okay, like this is going on and that's going on. But wait, why aren't we doing it differently? Because I, I saw another human over there doing it differently. They might be a different skin color or they might talk differently, but they had hair. It might be different, but I mean, they had teeth, they had eyes, they had ears they weren't alien like it kind of moved and looked like me it's like so why why can i not do that and getting around people like yourself it's really i think that's really important and that's really powerful where you just you're about communication and like just doing this it's um it's as you just say the words authentic where you're just you be yourself and you surprised to see what happens. And also when you allow, um, like when you allow your mind to be changed or you allow people to influence you, it only grows like who you are as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, once once the mind expands, man, it can never go back. Even, but that's a negative side. There's a negative side to that too because whatever we learn, we never, we don't forget. Right. You know, we may push it to the side. So there's experiences that, you know, some of these kids have that we, and, and the kids we that I have a passion for, the kids we, that I have a passion for, you know, are those that have, have experiences um, that don't allow them to be able to go in our program, mm. you know, because it has triggered some behavior responses that, you know, we just couldn't deal with on, on, in international settings right. or, you know, on planes and stuff like that where, you know, it's just a little bit more um, reserved, had to be a little bit more reserved. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, man, once the mind's expanded, it could never go back. Um, you know, there, there are, you know, and I, I do volunteer at, at, um, at, at the local jail mm-hmm. to try and, you know, talk to deal with some of that population of people who have, um, who have had some behavior issues or misunderstandings in life that led in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's a lot of times it's, it's our environment and being around who, who we were around, right, you know, being right. influenced by our peers, you know, who they were influenced by, or mm-hmm. being influenced by our parents and who they were influenced by. You know, right. when you can understand the dynamics of human behavior, man, and why it happens um, yeah. as a mixture of of that person and their environment, you know, their DNA, their, their biology, mm-hmm. and then the, their surrounding, you know, and that plays that, that, that plays a big part. What plays that, you know, a big part in behavior and then understanding that um, gives you a, a better, um, gives you a more enlightened way of looking at people. Right. You know, more way of like looking at people, you know, and, and that's that's what I that's that's, you know, the aspect I come from when when we study abroad, even when I deal with people, when I do, you know, when I do academic, you know, coaching and I talk mm-hmm. to these young people, I work with first year students um, and some of them are, 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 are like myself, um, um, for first generation college students, mm. you know what I'm saying? So they're going to, for, for one, they're going to school for their parents, right. you know, and some of them don't even really like, I, I, I got one friend, she was one young lady, she was there because her parents wanted her to go to school, but she was actually through with school, mm. you know? And then as we got to talk more, you know, as our coaching sessions went on, cause I meet with them every other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, as our sessions went on, I realized that, you know, that she wouldn't do actually that, the thing that she wanted to do really in life. Mm-hmm. involved her having to go to school mm-hmm. but then she felt like she wasn't capable of doing the thing that she wanted to do you know I was, and 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 i was surprising which is not surprising to me because you know there's there's this um there's this 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 war we have a lot of people have inside of us 
Um, and, and it's based on a lot of times based on language and exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, the language that we hear as children coming up, the, the things we've exposed to in our house, the language right. we've been exposed to, not just somebody t- telling to us, yeah. but the language that's being talked around us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wanted to be one thing, but then she said, well, you know, cause her dream was to be this thing. Like this is, this was something that she, you know, her was put in her head, you right. know, and, uh, and I know because I'm talking to her that this wasn't something that somebody else put in her head. It was something that she put in her head mm-hmm. that she wanted to do. So she was just like, it's this, it's this dream that she has, right. Or, or this gift that may, she may have mm-hmm. and she doesn't feel equipped to right. fulfill her gift. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Ooh, you know, she's not able to unwrap this gift that's in her. Yeah. And so she's now in school, but now she's in school. As we talk more, she's in school for herself. And when I was able to, when I found this particular thing out, what she really wanted to do and didn't feel the, the path that she was on, mm-hmm. I was able to give her some information or to open her mind up to another possibility within the career field that she's choosing to get her back to where her, 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 her passion is. Mm. And so it's just having these conversations and saying, okay, man, somebody told her that she couldn't do this. Somebody told her she wasn't built for this. Right. You know, or, or her experience in school with, with, with schoolwork because the path that she wanted to go on, it's, 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 it's a pretty, it, it, it's a load. It's a load, mm. but it's doable because right. somebody right. else is doing it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's plenty, it's plenty of folk doing it. Yeah. It's doable, but she didn't feel like she could do it mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, her experience with, with academics. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and that could be, you know, I don't know if she had tutoring. I don't know if, if people, you know, tried to pour into, it. I don't know what her teacher said to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her family said to her. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. You know, Cause sometimes we, we talk, we talk in twofold. We talk, we have these positive conversations with negative, with negative connotation. Mm. Right. And so we tell our kids, you can do anything. Right. But then at the same time, we use language that limit them on what they can do. Yeah. And it's very confusing to the, to you as you grow up. Well, I can do anything but I can't do that. Right. Or I can do anything, but I can't do that. Yeah. And then that's like, nah, it, it doesn't work that way. Right. You right. know, and uh, we have to, we have to, um, we have to figure a different way to have language or have conversations with our kids. And it's just not, it's just not in the minority communities either. And that's what I realized when I went abroad um, the first time um, to Spain, I really wanted to look at these, you know, see really what was going to be important about this because you know, I'm putting my own personal funds into this thing. Mm-hmm. So I got to really make sure, okay, what are they going to really get something out of this? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. If I'm watching people intently, like I'm, 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 I'm intense with, with looking at people and watching what they do, how they interact with their family and mm-hmm. being able to go over at this time is different. You know what I'm saying? You get a really glimpse and we stayed in a small city. When we, mm-hmm. we didn't stay in the big city of Valencia, we stayed in Segundo, which mm-hmm. is a smaller city, a very family oriented city. Mm-hmm. And I watched them and I watched them, Asha, and I was like, oh, I got it. And it was a different conversations that I, I didn't understand what they were saying, but I watched their body language with the kids. Yeah. And it was a different conversation they were having. It was a different um, um, uh, uh, freedom that they had. It was a different um, like what, what um, was different? Um, actions. So, so, so for example, um, where we were, there was a, there was a bar mm-hmm. or like a little club um, right below our apartment window where we stayed at. Right. And I watched these little kids, and as their family was in the bar, the little kids were sitting outside, you know, throwing firecrackers, a festival time, whatever like mm-hmm. that. And I watched the freedom that they had, and I watched um, the interaction the parents had with them. There was very limit. There was no limit on really what they could do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, okay, you can pop the firecracker, but just make sure you don't throw it over there because this is what will happen if you throw it over there. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But still pop the firecracker. 
Right, right. Let's be careful of the people around us. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So there was no limit. And they was outside body with a box of them. I mean, little yeah. kids. Like, <laughs> like I'm talking about like four-year-old kids with a box of firecrackers just lighting them and, and tossing them joints. Right. We would never do that here. Mm-hmm. Not a four-year-old. We wouldn't give a four-year-old a box of firecrackers and say, hey, no. have at it. Right. You scared he's going to blow his hands up. But, but, <laughs> right, they, right. but they had been doing, what I realized is that the child had had so much exposure to it that it was normal. It was natural. Mm-hmm. Like the parents had coached them through, okay, no, you light it and you throw it away because you may blow your hand up. Right, right. Or they've showed them what happened to your hand. Like, hmm, blow that up. Okay, now that's what happened to your hand if mm-hmm. you hold it in your hand. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? So they've had this conversation with them multiple times and over a period of time. And I realized that just from that one instance, okay, this child had to have some exposure mm-hmm. beforehand to be able to handle himself with these flowers. They didn't throw it at each other, you know, and the ones they threw at each other, they knew, you know what I'm saying? Oh, these are smaller ones. They'll, they'll pop them on the ground by their feet. Right, so, you right. know, that stuff like that. But again, these are real small kids. And, and then there were older kids who were in, you know, when they come through with like the bands, like the family and the clubs had their own bands and, mm. They would make these statues they would do for all year long. And but the people who made the statues, mm-hmm. they were not only they, not only were they family, but they all went to church together. They all ate together. They all, you know, all year long is what they did. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's this sense of community amongst them. You know, they all had their own banners and everything, man. It was really elaborate. Nice. And um and I I was watching and, and then when I went and just walked down the street, you know, by myself, I just started walking down the street because I had to go find me a gym while I was over there. So I found a gym mm-hmm. and um went to the gym, you know, I was having conversations with people. And I realized, okay, everybody, you know, you may think some people are, are rude mm-hmm. the way they act, but they, they're mm-hmm. not rude. That's just how they are. Like everybody was that same way with each other. Yeah. And it was no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, you walking in the crowd and somebody bump you, they don't even turn around. They just keep walking like, oh, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> like we ain't saying excuse me because I bumped right. you and you bumped me. We just keep it moving. It's part of it's, right, part, of, right. it's part of moving over here, yeah. you know. And um and so just just being in that atmosphere, you know, where a bump didn't mean a fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because over yeah, here, you, yeah. you, know, you bump somebody. It's like, hold on, what's what's the deal? Right. You know what I'm right. saying? You, you ain't had always, you know, and 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 it wasn't like that over there. Um, not to say that every place is like that over there. Right. Right. It's just that I observed some stuff in in the dynamics of people. Mm-hmm. that I realized that we have not been allowed to be exposed to. Mm-hmm. And having that exposure changes how we view things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it really, it really, it gave me an epiphany when I was over there. I was watching intently. And I was like, I told my wife, I, said, I got it. I realized. And there's, I, I did not understand any of the language. I promise you, I don't speak Spanish. My family does, but I don't speak Spanish at all. Mm-hmm. Right? I can count to 10. I can say hello and I can say goodbye. <laughs> Right. That's, uh, <laughs> hey, fact, that's as much go, as me. I don't even know if I can count to ten anymore. Look, when we go over there, I don't say a word. I let everybody else ask questions. I just did not watch. That's what mm-hmm. I do. I just watch. Now I need to learn how to speak language, sure. Yeah. But I watch. I'm very observant. I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watch body language and faces. And right. I listen to tone of voice. Right. Right. You know. So if things go out of way, I'm, okay, I'm I'm ready. You know, it don't sound <laughs> right. You know, it don't sound right. So yeah. And don't look right. But um, what I realized, though, is there was a conversation between the, between people, um, parents and children that, that, how do I put it, that the haves are having and the mm-hmm. have nots are not. Mm, okay. I see what you're right? saying. So yeah. there, there's, there's a language, but uh, conversations, type of conversations that, that people are having with their children right. that, that are successful yeah. and they're doing nothing special. The children aren't doing anything special. Right. They're just doing what they've been exposed to do. Right. And they're being successful, you know, um, um, 
financially or they're being successful, you know, business wise in the world. Yeah. Right. Social, they're being successful socially. Yeah. And 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 it's is it's nothing it's like for them not to be successful would be foreign. Right, right. Right? Because they it's been implanted in them. These are the conversations at the table. These are the conversations um 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 that they have amongst each other. These are the conversations that parents have with the kids, right? So yeah. So people wonder why Warren Buffett is so rich, right? And mm-hmm. it's just a side note. Yeah. Warren yeah. Buffett said my father did me a favor. He gave me he gave me some money when I was six years old and taught me how to trade stocks. Mm-hmm. Six years old, here's a dinner conversation at six years old. We're talking about stocks at six years old. Right. He's learning. He's been learning stocks since he was six. So it's no one he's making good investments. Right, right. Because that's like, that's that's the language that he's used to. So mm-hmm. anything outside of that would be abnormal for him. Right, right. And it's, here's a language that keep we we're, we're giving our children that are actually holding our children back. Right. We think we're pushing them forward, but we're actually holding them back from the language from the conversations that we're not having with them. Right. You and know? that that's a great point because, like you said, the haves are having conversations with their children that leads them to have more because the conversations that they're having are if it's in the Spanish culture dealing with the family respect like they have the certain family values like they value Mm -hmm. their family so you know who your brothers are your sisters or your parents your uncles your aunts and even like no matter what they may be like you accept them for that and it's like okay like here in the states a lot of people look at the latino population or mexican population because it it bought it's the closest country that borders the u.s and what i grew up around like here in north georgia the population is is elevated but um since i grew up with a lot of latino friends and a lot of mexican friends like i knew to appreciate them because i was like okay we go to school together we play sports together like I understand on the day to day, hey, I have as much homework as you have. And if I'm getting yelled at, you're getting yelled at. Like if we're doing something good, like we're, we're c- complimenting each other. But looking at it from at the at least at the adults or looking at it as is portrayed in media, a lot of times you have this spin where it's like it's always negative, always negative. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, these people are not doing this or this person is not doing that. And for me personally, whenever I would see whenever I see things like this, from my personal experience, I'm just like, that's not my reality. So I don't want to dismiss what you're saying, but I'm not going to blindly accept it because what you're doing is like you pointed to, it's limiting the possibilities. It's like, okay, you want to look at a group of people as just not productive as this or that, but I'm like, okay, let's go out on a job and see who wants to do the work. Like this person shows up and I'm not going to get into any politics or anything, but it's like, for me, I've worked in construction um, within the last eight years. And before that I did landscaping. Like my first job was landscaping. I worked um, in a coffee shop to kind of take a break there and try and save up for college. But then during college breaks, I would go back and do landscaping again until I got a co-op to start like construction engineering and get in there. But as I, as you'd see different people, it's always the people that are foreign or the outsiders that are taking pride in what they do because they understand mm-hmm. that I have to do this to feed my family and I'm not doing this simply for the fact of me. And also something to the compliment of people like Warren Buffett that grew up with those values that they understand why it is that they work like the people at the top they don't just they don't sit around and complain that oh i'm at the top like this person's trying to get this like if they see that somebody's trying to take from them like they'll put themselves in a position to keep what they have and like as i start seeing the conversation and and start getting exposed to different people like yourself like et like gary v um joe rogan like different people that that are just like different from me but 
I hear what they're saying and I'm actually taking the time to listen. It's like, oh, okay, like there's there's levels to to life. There's levels to game. There's levels to whatever it is that you want to focus on. But the important thing, like you said, is having the conversations that talk about, hey, um, let's talk about your mental health. Let's talk about your spiritual health and not just like a religion or a tradition that you need to do every day. But let's actually talk about how this is going to apply to you stepping outside and how it's not just like something you have to do, but how it's going to grow you as a person. And then you will grow. Like you, like if you grow as a person, you feel better. Like if you're feeling better, you're looking better, like then you're in a better position to help somebody else. And then getting around people that talk about like emotional health, financial health, um, physical well-being, um, and all those things. And you're like, okay, like if I if I have the, the balance of these things, then like you see the world a little bit differently to where even um, back to your point earlier about being able to see things in a different environment. For me, just I grew up for the most part in the state of Georgia, but then once I got to travel with work, we would go to different states within the uh, Southeast. And my first work assignment for my full-time job was assigned to, um, forgive me if I say this wrong, but it's the state that's abbreviated with LA, and I'm going to say it's Louisiana. If yeah, I butch- Louisiana. Yeah. yeah, Louisiana. If- Louisiana. If yeah. I butchered it, I'm sure somebody's just no, going to be okay. like shaking their finger at me. But one thing that I learned about the state is that they're more, um, it's like, it's a different, it's in the South, but it's a different kind of South. Like once you cross Mississippi and you go over there and into Texas, like just every state has its own culture. But I noticed that, okay, one thing that they're very fond of is like, they have great food. Like you, you go to Louisiana, like you're going to have great food. You got the boudin, you've got the uh the jambalaya like all that stuff like they do it up and also initially my experience was wasn't the best because i i felt like i saw more black people and i was like initially i was like oh wow like there's more people here but i just got this negative this negative connotations where people always just seem mad and they just seemed in a down state but then i began to understand that they were like in a in a not so good environment and that kind of reflected how they behave. So after I spent like four months in Lake Charles, I was like, okay, I, I never want to return to Louisiana again. Like, <laughs> I was like, if I don't, if I can just get out of here, like send me anywhere. I, I, I don't, I don't want to be here. And then I get the news that, Hey, guess what? You're going to be staying in Louisiana for another year, not six months, another year. And I was like, man, I was so mad. And it was supposed it was like in uh, Donaldsonville. It's a small city between Baton Rouge and uh, New Orleans. Mm. And um, I was so, I was just like mad, mad, mad. But somebody reminded me, it's like, hey, you're going to be doing a construction project. So you'll be able to actually work on the field and get exposure, not just drawing something on a piece of paper, but actually be there and see like what gets drawn on a piece of paper, get built up in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that's a good point. And from there, I'm supposed to go to Houston for like two weeks of time, two weeks turns into a month and a half. So then I get like this kind of surprise, uh, unexpected vacation where I go to the office 40 hours a week. But then on the weekend, I can I almost have like a close to a three day weekend because before I was working six days a week, every single week, like 50 or 60 plus hours with like little break. But anyways, I said all that to say when I finally got back to Louisiana and the new city where I was at 
I think it was actually St. James, which is it's, they're right next to each other. I happened to meet like the kindest family next door. It was uh, a mother, father, and a daughter that was a few years younger than me. And initially, as I'm moving in, I uh, wave over to them. I'm just like, hey, I started walking towards them to introduce myself. And the dad immediately is just like, there won't be any trouble over here. And I was like, nope, nope, no trouble for me. I just saying, hello, your new neighbor. I'm going to be working at the plant over there. And um, as he kind of observed me go to work, come back, do what I needed to do, we became we became like very good friends to where um, I started helping him like learn how to use a computer. And I quickly learned that the reason why he was kind of off, like, uh, what's the word, standoffish, was that he was an ex an ex cop. So it's like he's always watching people and observing people. But at least what I learned from that family where initially I thought that, oh, this is just all negative. I immediately saw that like they have that family aspect that you find in the Latin culture where mm. you have um, the mom, dad and daughter, like they all get along, like they can have like a drink together of alcohol. And it's like Louisiana is a, it's a party state, but when people come together in family, like they party responsibly. Like if they want to go to the casino, for instance, like, okay, like the daughter says to mom, Hey, I'm going to go here. And then dad says, okay, make sure you, you got what you need. And like, just seeing how they operated gave me a better view to just not judge the entire state from one experience I had in another city. And then just like seeing little experiences like that, it kind of just says, okay, don't, don't prejudge a book by its cover. Yeah. Hey, Asher, can you still see me? Yes, sir. You're good. Okay, because something happened with my thing and I can't see you. Well, we're good. As long oh. as you can see me, we're yeah, good. Yeah, I can't yeah. see you, though. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I got a call that came in and messed up the screen. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we're good, though. As long as you can see me, we're fine. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I don't want to paint Europe like this, like this great place. Um, but I, but I do. I don't want to paint Europe as this great place. But I do. Um, you know, like, like this, the world. You know, everything I saw over there was hunky dory. Mm-hmm. You no, know, um, but I was I was able to get in certain circles that I normally wouldn't be invited to um, here in the states, and so I was able mm-hmm. to see those things that I saw. And, and experience those things that I experienced um, and, her, you know, see those conversations in yeah. body language and attitude and stuff like that with people. And then to um, uh, um, because, you know, because somebody's successful in business doesn't mean they're successful in their, their marriage or doesn't, right. doesn't mean they're characters or family and stuff like that. But it's just it was just conversation. I realized that same kind of conversation, that same kind of conversation has to happen um, in all aspects of our life as we deal with each other. Right, like we have, right. to have those conversations about, you know, about how to have good mental health, uh, the, the, the things that help sustain mental health and not just at a at an adult level. But like with my kids, I have to have those conversations like, look, you don't want to do this or you you may want to think about, you know, exposing, your, exposing yourself to this right here because here's the effects that it's known to have on people. Like giving them that information, like, okay, you may want to think about, you know, you know, who you hang out with in a way because, you know, they're going to influence how you act. They're going to influence some of the things that you do. Um, And so you have to, you know, just have these conversations, healthy conversations where it gives them unlimited, unlimited possibilities in not only business, but also in character development and also social standing and also, you know, mental health and, and just show them these, these, these openings and these things that they can do um, and the possibility that they have uh, uh, in those areas, right. you know what I'm saying? Kind of give them, kind of give them, okay, like Warren Buffett's father gave him the money, but taught him how to use it in a particular mm. way. Right, right. right. And so there are some capital that our children already have. 
Right. Right. There, there's capital that we are born with, but we just mm-hmm. don't know how to use that capital in the right way. The first capital that we have is a sound mind. If we got a sound mind come out the gate, you know, we yeah. have we have we have a lot of capital to work with. But right. now, you know, helping helping them use and keep their mind sa- sound, that's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's learning how to use that capital. So him giving his son the capital, that money, and then showing him how to make that money, make money. Mm-hmm. But if we take and we 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 have, we you know, take, or take a child with a sound mind and then we teach them how to keep their mind mind sound and, you mm-hmm. know, through relationships. Because all these things affect the way we think, relationships with people. Right. Um, relationships with in, in with um these different relationships we have in life, you know, whether it's with whether it's with people, school, academics. Or, or exposure to different things, you know what I'm saying? Um, relationships with money, relationships with, with, with clothes, relationships with, with, you know, social, especially social media. You yeah. know, how, how do our kids relate with social media? What is their relationship with that thing? Yeah. You know, you know um, what value do they place on social media and, and, and information they get from that social media? All, right. all those things, you know, can, can um, influence, you know, a child's uh, or a person's um, uh, 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 sound, having a sound mind, mm. you know. And so a sound mind, is, is more apt to make sound decisions, right. and, and that's that's what it is. Man, just happen to make sound decisions um, through uh, 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 endless possibilities, like way more options than we already think we have. Right, right. Uh, and that's what it is, man. Just, just, just giving them more options to choose from, and then helping them, helping them choose which options they want to take. Mm-hmm. You know, and how that will look down the road for them. Right. That's awesome. I guess because it's funny, um, I'm. I think we met for the first time in person last year when we went to uh, to New York. Or no, 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 I, no, I no. met you. I met you in Atlanta at a conference. Yeah, I met you in Atlanta at a conference at one of E's conference at ET's was it, conferences. Was it then or was it before then at the retreat that we had no, last year? No, 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 no. Because no, it, no. it was way it was, back. It was way back. It was like way back. Twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah, okay, I met you. Okay. I met you at a conference in Atlanta. Okay. I was down there. I was down there for two conferences. There was one for Mason. And mm-hmm. I was down there for one for um for E. Okay, gotcha. So I had hit Mason's conference that morning, mm-hmm. and I hit E's conference later that afternoon. Gotcha. Well, but I met you at E's conference. You came right, in right. yourself. Gotcha. Okay. Man, I feel like I might need to check my memory bank to be like, okay. No, it was it was a, it was it was a quick meeting. Yeah, I was right, right. Quick. Hey, my name's Asher. Hey, guys. Yeah. You, know, you, know how, you know how people do an E conference. You know, right, kind right. of network right quick. Right, right, right. You right. You jump in, you jump out. You know what I mean? And it was that kind of thing. You know, you jumped in, oh, and you okay, jumped okay. out. Right, yeah, right. You jumped right. in, my name's Asher. You know what I'm saying? And I and I remembered you from then. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we really connected at the at the men's retreat, and then we wound up right, in right. New York. Well, I think the reason I brought up New York was that that was a, a time when we actually got to hang out, like yes. for over yeah, a period yeah, of a day, yeah. because it's like yeah, absolutely. We went up there for another one of East Conference, and. Uh, Everybody's probably going to be listening to this. Like, who's this E character they keep mentioning? It's uh, Eric Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. And uh, so he was having a conference up in New York, Ignite the Dream. So we, Mm -hmm. like, we, um, I think I'd reached out to you beforehand because I wasn't even thinking about it. But one of the guys, Mike from the prayer line, he was willing to host us up in uh, New York. Yeah, and yep, I didn't even know that, like going back to that exposure and like, you don't know what you don't know. Like for the longest time, I thought that people that were saying Newark were just mispronouncing New York. I was uh-huh. like, but then when I'm starting to look it up for the plane <laughs> ticket, I'm like, yeah, Jersey. Oh, snap. Yeah, I'm Newark. like, it's a yeah, city, Newark. it's Jersey. Yeah. And they're right there, right next to each other. 
And, right, uh, right, right. Just right, that right, whole right. that whole experience was just it was amazing because for me, um, I've been like when when you even mentioned the mental health thing, like I wasn't aware of like what mental health really is. I've heard people talk about like you have to be mentally tough, but it's not like for me. It wasn't until something happened that like pushed me to the edge where I got stressed, and then I I wasn't sure how to deal with it. And anytime people talk about either medication or talking to psychologists or like basically going to um, like addressing an issue that comes up, whether it's severe or just minor, but at least understanding that just like you have a doctor for your aches, your pains, like your cuts, your bruises, like the things that you can see, like a lot of times it's easy to just say, oh, like I got to go get that fixed. But as soon as like something isn't processing in your mind, like for me in my head, it was just like, oh, well, I already don't like going to the doctor. And then you want me to go talk to this doctor or this person that has a license and I'm just supposed to tell him my problems. Like, that's weird. Like, I don't know that person. But like having committed to that process over the, the summertime from when we met at the retreat to meeting again in December, it was just like during that period of time, like I, I committed to saying, okay, I'm going to do some work, talk to somebody and just allow myself to actually open up and say how I feel because I just I've been going through this thing where I would just listen to other people and then um, they would just I would always let other people unload on me and I just thought oh that's natural like you're just supposed to like be courteous be kind be this be that and all the while I didn't realize that if you just let people pile on top of you eventually like you're going to break unless you do something as like an outlet to be able to sustain that and that's that's not even something smart to sustain but right I, I said all that to right. say that made that the time in New York that we met in person and being able to spend time with you, Mike Royce, and just going from like him showing us like his neighborhood around there, like his hospitality, like the conversations, just being able to have from you guys, like being on the line every day, like throughout the week. And then like meeting in person, going and eating together, like going and meeting, uh, was it Dewan that's in Manhattan? Yeah, Dewan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like seeing, yeah, seeing him and like going to the vegan spot. I was like, okay, like these guys are always talking about vegan food. It's like, what's a vegan, what's a vegan chicken nugget? And I tried, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay, right, 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 this is right. different. Like I, I eat right, clean right. food, but like, like somebody like this, this isn't food. This is something else. Like other vegan stuff I've tried, it hadn't been the best. And like, okay, there's right. a souffle that right. somebody made. I was like, this is blowing my mind right now. And right. then we go right. down to Manhattan, like on Times Square. I think that'd been like maybe the right. second time I'd been there. And being with a different group of people, we're walking where it's like, it's kind of dead, but we're looking at it and like, oh, I wonder, think about what it takes to keep all these lights on. Because the other time that I was there or previously, if I would have gone, I would have just been thinking, oh, wow, look at the pretty lights, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like we went there to like relax, to rest. But as we're thinking our minds are just processing like, man, look at that. And then we see the guy that's over there working out. And we're like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, with the clown mask on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think either you pointed it out or Royce pointed it out. And it was like, whoa, what is my dude doing? He's out here, clown mask on. He's glistening in, in like 50 degree <laughs> weather. He got the yeah. music the music going. And it's yeah. like, what's going on? And we're like, hey, that's that's his hustle. That's, that's his hustle, yo. Yep. That's his job. Yep. Like, he's yep. he's doing his thing. And it's like, man, like. Somebody else may look at that and just be like, oh, this is a bum out here trying to get money. But it's like, you can see it that way, but there's there's more than one perspective to it. And then somebody else may have mentioned, 
okay, that's that's like his hustle. But I wonder if he's thought about like capturing it with social media, like capturing it with the camera, putting it up on social right, media. Like, right, 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 right. This and that, all of a sudden right. it's like once you once you start to think differently, you, you like get a new car or like you get like uh what is it a gearbox maybe you had like yeah. three gears at first but now you yeah. understand you got like four and five maybe even six you're like ooh, i can go over in this lane do this go over here do this but like i i can do more with this car than what i thought i could do oh absolutely absolutely yeah 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 no that trip that trip right there was uh again you know uh uh i i BK dubbed me a social socialpreneur, mean like a social <laughs> entrepreneur. Because yeah. I, I love I love learning from people and learning from environments. I love observation. You know, it's I, I can't um you know as a child I've always been observant. I've always had I always sat back and watched mm. um people and things. And a lot of my learning comes from watching right, um right. being in exposure. So um just watching you know just just our interaction like like you said everybody was looking at the lights you know at one time we was on a big screen you know because there's right. a camera right. in the right. building that point down we was, on, we was on the side of a building at one time yeah we're like look and, at that um, right right so we're looking at the lights but then we, then when you look up under the lights you know you do see you see all the other things that are happening in times square that people don't normally see you know what i'm saying you see the, the homelessness you see you see the dirt the clutter mm-hmm. you see the police officers with the with the m16s the <laughs> you know what i'm saying you're like you get you know, ready to protect the starbucks it's like oh you're right, good just right. just go in there nobody's gonna hurt you Ain't nobody's going home in the starbucks i'm good you know <laughs> i got five police outside with, with battle girl on you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, <laughs> no, but you know, the stuff that you normally don't see because you're always looking up, you know, and, and just taking time out not to be caught up in the lights and the glitz mm-hmm. and, the, and, and the glamour, you know, um, in that, in that moment, man, was, was, um, was cool for us. It was, it yeah. was very, it was very opening, eye opening for me because on TV, I'm like, oh man, you know, Times Square is a place to be. Then I'll look down. I was like, oh man, Times Square, like everywhere else, it's just got yeah. lights covering it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's got poverty. It's got it's got all this stuff going on. You know, it's got cats doing a hustle. They trying to work. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The dude with the clown mask, working out. You yeah. know, that's sweating fifty degree weather. He making money. We taking pictures yeah. with it. You know what I'm saying? And giving him money for the pictures. You know what I'm saying? Right. He making money. Then the dude who dressed like um your boy from Back to the Future. Yeah, Doc. You know, yeah, Doc. Yeah, the, the DeLorean done up. The DeLorean done up with cell phones and all. When you look look a closer look at it, it was like, oh, yeah. I see what you right. did. You know, from a, from a distance, it looked real sweet, but then you're it like, real sweet. But when yeah. you walk up on, it was like, oh, that's what he did. You know, yeah. I'm still not, I'm not knocking what he's doing. Right, right. He was making money. He had, he had a little bucket in there. It was, you know, pictures with him. Mm-hmm. He had that whole dress on. You know what I'm saying? So people getting their hustle on, people doing their thing, and they being creative with it, man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They're just not limiting themselves. You know, because gotcha. dude, dude with the mask on could have been somebody who just got who was fresh out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, okay, what do I do? You know what I'm saying? Do I go sell dope? Do I do yeah. I do I stick somebody up? You know, how can I get a job? Nobody want to hire no felons. Mm-hmm. So I got a clown mask and an old tub suit and I got a beatbox. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got a boom box. Right. He out there working out, man. You know, doing what he know how to do, you know. Right. Doing what he know how to do. And it's like, uh, why, why not get paid for it? Otherwise, you just pay for it. Make this thing a novelty. Might be working in your basement like nobody sees you. It's like, hey, I can do this. Like, let me, right. let me go a- out here. Absolutely, man. And he was out there get, doing his thing, getting it in, man, and, you know, making a few dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He wouldn't hurt nobody. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? He was inspiring people to go work out. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, no, nah, it was it was a great experience. We had a chance. Me, you had a chance to sit down at Mike's crib and talk, too. Mm. And um, that was a great experience for me as well to, to know you more um, and your background and, and family history and stuff like that, man. You know, it's just rich. Yeah. Uh, 
um, the things you told me and, um, um, you know, things in your family. So and I, I was very, I was blessed to be there, be able to be there with you guys, you know what I'm saying? Outside of, outside of being able to go to the conference and, you know, being at the conference, you know, um, just that, just those moments that we did, you know, outside yeah. the conference going right. and, and, um, we went to go eat at the spot over in, uh, Elizabeth city. Mm. Um, and it had the guy, had the, the big mural outside and there was a guy on the inside who did some black liberation stuff in Jersey. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That Mike paid for the food for. He was, yeah, he was an OG. Yeah. He was an OG in the area. You know what I mean? Right. Some black liberation stuff up there. You know what I'm saying? So, just just seeing people like that that do stuff like that again, man. Um, the social aspect of life, man. You can't you can't underestimate it. That's you true. know, and that's part of mayhem. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's part of mayhem. Is that is that is that so that big part of mayhem is that social aspect of being able to go and and experience different cultures and different things, man. Yeah. And um and being exposed, man, exposing exposing, you know, these children, man, these these little ones to to another another uh possibility in life, man, outside of the, outside of their neighborhood, outside of their hood. Right. And then having that that influence to mm-hmm. expose their parents and the rest of their family. Right. You know, because each individual that has went their family has been blessed um with a different mindset because of the child that came back that's amazing so yeah that's that's it man we're just trying to change change lives and and you know one child at a time you know what i'm saying so yeah you know i think i think i'd better leave it there i i just thought of um like two questions that i wanted to wrap up with but i don't know if he'll throw off the flow of things um since we brought up hustle um like uh as it relates to like hype and hustle of like the environment, the culture, the um, like for yourself specifically when you're looking into like the nonprofit side of it, the um, health and fitness that interests you. Like, what would you say are some of the things that are um, like where the hype is real, but where is the other side where you say, okay, like the hustle is just as important as the hype that gets put out there. Oh man, it's it's all the same for me. Okay. Um, you know, if if you're not you know hyped about your hustle, <laughs> ain't mm. nobody else supposed to buy into it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. If if you if you can't buy, if you if you ain't buying into your own dream, why should I? Right. Like when you when you when you come at me, when I come at somebody with mayhem or with ghoulie, I'm I'm excited about it, bro, because I believe mm. in it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. hyped about it. Right. So my hype and my hustle they go together. Awesome. You know, I, lo- I love that answer. Because yeah. it, it's funny, I, I heard somebody say it this morning on the line and uh, on the podcast, I think from last week, the Secret to Success podcast, they were talking about um, why some people view other people's gifts or talents as sexy. And it's like you view other people's stuff as sexy because you don't value what you have. And Absolutely. I, I talked to Patrick Pete yesterday and he was saying that like his thing is as like the gift coach is to help people identify the purpose for which they were built. Like understanding that like what they have inside of them, they need to realize that in, in order to have a purpose and like a goal and direction for their lives, because somebody that doesn't have that direction is like a bird that's falling, but hasn't understood that they've got to flap their wings in order to fly. So it's like watching them from a distance. He's kind of like, Oh, like you, like you, you, that struggle that you're going through is, is there. And it's like, if, if I can give you a word or something that helps you like keep flapping your wings and like, keep like pushing through that struggle, then it helps you to very much, um, what's the word? It helps you to very much validate yourself or value Mm. yourself to where you're like, okay, like I am important. Like Gates is great. 
um, Warren Buffett is great. Eddie El is great. But like, oh, yeah. I'm also I'm also great because I, also I also great. I have something in my mind. Like I I might not know how they did that yet, but okay, I can watch a video and they they're teaching me how they're able to do it. And like even this thing for the podcast, like. I wanted to do it so much because I appreciate people interviewing others and just different people getting a chance to share their story where it's like there are people that are quote unquote celebrities that are just more popular or more well known than other people. But Mm. my thing was that having worked with um, the everyday person, I felt like, okay, I'm like the everyday person and I identify with them. So if somebody's been working since they were 10, I was like, okay, like I, I can understand that if somebody's an immigrant, it's like, okay, I, I, I understand that if somebody is affluent or not affluent, it's like, I still understand that because they're a person, they're human. And it's nice to let them talk about who they are and where like with podcasting, you're able to listen to something or even watch somebody and like just say, okay, like that person's not too different from me. Like they're not done up with makeup or even if they are, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe I want to do my makeup like that. Maybe I want to style my hair like that. And the the whole point is just to re-empower people, I guess, essentially, instead of them looking down on themselves and being like, oh, okay, I'm just a welder. I'm just a laborer. I'm just this is like, yeah, you're that. But what you're doing is important because you have a family that you take care of. Like you might not be a billionaire or whatnot, but you connecting with EL and being able to have your child go on a program like that what that child will be able to bring back will do for them more and it will do for you more because of you taking more time to value yourself and the people that are in your immediate circle. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. One, 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 you know, that's valuable. Pat, what, what uh, Patrick Pete does, man, because again, you know, like with the, like with the young lady I was telling you about, mm-hmm. you know, she had a dream in her head, man, but in, in, in the same time in her head, she was, she was not equipped to, to accomplish her dream, you know, mm-hmm. and didn't believe she could do it. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, but no, no, um, belief in yourself, man, like, a, you know, your hype and your hustle, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's gotta be the same, right. you know, I like and that. you gotta believe, you gotta believe what you, what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gotta believe, like, I believe what I'm putting out there. I, I believe in Gooley, I believe in, you know, um, uh, mayhem. I believe in all, all those things. I started them. I, we started them, you know, both of them started together by my wife and myself. Yeah. And we believe in, in every aspect of it, you know, every aspect of it, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I don't work out, you know, just because I'm trying to sell working out, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Cause I don't, I don't even really promote my, my, the fitness. I don't even promote fitness training. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Right. Um, right. Even though I used to be a trainer, I don't mm-hmm. promote fitness training because I work out for me. I don't right. work out for the client. You know what I'm right. saying? I don't right. work out just to push that. That's, you know, I work out for me. My kids, they work out and they run because that's something we did as a family. My kids to this day, punishment for them is not being able to be on a treadmill. Mm. I say, no, you can't get on a treadmill today. And that's punishment for them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, not being able to go to the gym. That's <laughs> something that, 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 that breaks my son's heart. <laughs> no, you can go to the gym today. Right. You know? And so, uh, uh, so, you know, that we, like I said, we believe in that, like, like traveling, we believe in exposure. Like my kids, my kids, they, 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 they are living a, they are living more exposed life than I did as a child. Right. You know, I went on my first trip out of the country when I was 30. Right. Mm. My children have been going out the country since they were born. Yeah. You know what I'm saying my daughter was already on a plane at 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 um at um um thirty days thirty days old she was on a plane mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying traveling um, yeah. before she was a year she was on a, she was on a cruise ship mm. you know what I'm saying so they don't know anything else right, right. <laughs> so yeah, which is tough you know it gets right, tough right. sometimes 
Because when we say we're going to go on a family trip, they, they immediately assume plane with, with a plane ride. It's yeah. automatic. You know what I'm saying? Plane rides automatic or a cruise. Yeah. Or we're going to some foreign country. Mm-hmm. That's 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 it for them. You know, yeah. they don't... Anything under that, they're like, oh, that's not a really family trip. We're just going to visit somebody. <laughs> that's not a family trip. <laughs> we're just going to visit. You right. know? Um, so, you know, but they... Uh, yeah, no. Just exposure level, man. Like I said, I believe in travel. You know, I, I expose my kids as much as possible to it. Uh, me and my wife have the same values when it comes to travel, mm-hmm. um, same values when it comes to working out, um, same values when it comes to uh, mental health. We have, you know what I'm saying, we, we align on those things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't align on everything, but we align on those things. Right, right. And, um, and the stuff that we don't align on, we just make accommodations for each other. So, gotcha. That's but, um, awesome. yeah, man, that, that is, that is, you know, you know, when, when I talk about health, man, I, I speak about it from a, from a, from a standpoint of holistic, like my marriage got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, my fan finances got to be healthy. You yeah. know, my, my, my mind has to be healthy. My body has to be healthy. So we, we look at all those, me and my wife feel the same way about health in that aspect. So, right. you know, travel too, you know, yeah. so exposure and, and going places and, you know, things like that. So yeah, that's, that's very important that your hustle and the hype for me, they should be hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I guess I it, think it, I think what yeah. I do is sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm sweet at what I do. Yeah, you know I mean, nice. I, I mean, if, if you had to define those, like for yourself, like how do you define the the hype, your hype, and your hustle? I um, I'm not I'm not overly, I'm 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 more of reserved, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I smile. I I I I I I uh, I don't have a real big voice like that. You know, um, I know how to modulate my voice when I mm-hmm. you know do, but. <clears throat> My hype is not one that's 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 uh, I'm, I, I inspire with, with information though, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I inspire with facts. I inspire um, um, with a calmness and a coolness. Um, but nonetheless, it's inspiration. Um, my my energy is uh, reserved and 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 calculated, right? Um, because I realize I don't have a lot of energy for everything that I want to do, mm-hmm. and so I have to reserve energy uh, for a more important things. So my my energy is reserved and calculated, and um, uh. My hustle is what it is, man. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's my life basically, right. you know, cause I travel, I work out, yeah. I, I, I like to be inspired. I want to inspire. So everything that I, I just, you know, my hustle is my life. It's yeah. what I do. I work, I believe yeah. in hard work and I work hard. You know, I believe in smart work and I work smart. You know what I'm saying? I believe yeah. in putting extra hours in when you have to, I believe in putting, I, I, I believe in putting my family over my work, you know, um, at the same time, I realize my family got to eat, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I have to be strategic and smart about what I do. And I believe in incorporating my family in my work, Right. you know what I'm saying? So that we can, we can still provide and, and do the things we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess a reserved, hardworking, um, um, inspiring uh, uh, hustle. If I had to give it a, a, a description, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So let let the people know where they can find you. Oh, okay. You can you can catch up with me at um, <clears throat> uh, one of my websites is uh, uh gooliworld.com where you can catch the shirts and stuff like that. At I do uh, you know some other things on there. Um, you can also uh, catch up with us at Mayhem uh, for You. The number four, the letter U. Uh, dot org. Uh, so that's as M A H A M four, the letter four, the letter, I mean, the number four, the letter U at dot O R G. 
Hey, check that out. I think that's more important. You going to Ghoulie is you going to Mayhem. <laughs> go to Mayhem. Right. <laughs> go to Mayhem and check that out and see what we do with the young kids, man. See what we do with the kids. Um, check out some pictures that we've done. Uh, we take pictures every year. So check out the pictures that we, we've been able to, able to do, uh, exposure with the children. Um, and, and and if you're impressed, man, donate. You know what I'm saying? Ha, ha, people go donate to that, man. It's a worthy cause. Uh, we're changing lives. Not only changing lives of children, we're changing lives of their families, too. So yeah, man, let's let's just go to work and, and change some lives, man. That's what we're doing. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your time and thank you for uh it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Oh, it's a pleasure to speak with you and appreciate the platform, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir.